As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Hi there, welcome to The Mindset Mentor. I'm your host, Anya Kohler, and you are listening to Saga960AM. Well, first of all, I want to say happy Easter weekend. I hope you and your families are safe, happy, and doing well in the midst of a global pandemic. I know that it can be, you know, challenging to navigate, um, you know, emotions and also expectations and what to do and how to handle, let's say, holidays or just every day now seems to be a, a challenge. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to uh, welcome my guest in this hour, Dr. Jillian Mandich, who is an expert when it comes to health and wellness, who has some excellent practical tips on, on how to stay positive uh, during COVID-19 and also how to really, um, you know, help alleviate fear, anxiety. And at this time, you know, fear and anxiety is running at an all-time high. We are experiencing adversity that we have never seen before. So it is really difficult to, to know what to do, uh, when to do it, and, and you know what we can do to help ourselves and our, and our loved ones get through this major um, adversity. And I fully believe that, you know, well, all adversity really is preceded by, um, or actually all great awakening is preceded by great adversity. So I believe that this is part of a global ascension and you know, we're being asked to rise uh, you know, as a collective for the greater good of humanity. And there's so many things that we can do that can help us uh, get through this and then come out of it in a way that we will all be better for it. So uh, I'd love to say hello and welcome to my incredible guest, Dr. Jillian Mandage. It is such a pleasure having you join me. I know we've been meaning to do this show for a while, and I think the timing uh, couldn't be better, of course, where people really now need the extra help. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And, and you're absolutely right, like right now, when our world seemingly feels like it's upside down, it's, it's such an important time to talk about happiness, mental health, fear, anxiety. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Oh, phenomenal. And exactly that. It feels like our, our world is, is literally coming apart. I mean, this is a time that mm -hmm. nobody really has ever experienced before. So there is mm -hmm. a model 
for us to look at and say, well, this is how, you know, they did it at this time and we can get through it. This is, this is so unique, so different. And um, we certainly need to, to understand um, what, what is considered normal, so to speak, in terms of our feelings, our expectations, uh, and our behaviors. So fear and anxiety, huge, um, you know, emotional triggers right now for a lot of people, right? Our, our buttons are being pushed. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're experiencing, I think, a, a wide range of emotion. So first of all, I want to touch on that so that people can understand that they're not alone. Uh, because experiencing fear and anxiety at this time, I would imagine would be a normal phenomenon. Yeah, it is. And it, it absolutely is. I was just um, having a conversation with some colleagues of mine at the Canadian Mental Health Association. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that across the country right now, Canadians' levels of fear and anxiety are higher than normal. And I think it's, it's perfectly understandable and reasonable to be feeling a wide variety of emotions right now. And the, the key piece of this is whatever you're feeling, knowing that it's okay and it's normal. I think sometimes when we're, we're sitting with some of the more challenging emotions, right? When we're sitting with fear or sadness or uncertainty, it can feel uncomfortable. And sometimes we mistake uncomfortable for like bad or we don't want it. And I really like a lot of these um, emotions serve as compasses for us and they're helping us to tune into our ourselves and what we're going through. And, and they're almost like, like guideposts to help us on this journey that we're on, trying to navigate our feelings, trying to do those things. And so number one, whatever you're feeling right now when you're listening, just knowing that it's, it's okay. And there's so much stress and pressure in the world right now. We don't need to add to our own pile by feeling like what we're feeling is wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think more than ever, this, this idea of self-compassion and, and acceptance of our feelings and our emotions now more than ever is so important when we're looking at how to take care of, of our mental health, of our mental health of ourselves. And also our friends and our loved ones that aren't physically around us, but are emotionally around us, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is really important. And I think that um, a lot of people are experiencing these emotions, maybe that are quite unfamiliar to them, that they haven't mm -hmm. this, you know, extreme, uh, you know, levels perhaps. And so uh, one thing that I really want to sort of differentiate is that, you know, having these emotions are, are one thing, but also, you know, being positive is another thing. And so mm -hmm. I think sometimes the confusion lies in that, well, if I have all of these emotions that I can't be happy and I can't be mm -hmm. positive, right? So we don't give ourselves permission to, to say, well, it's okay to find the positive elements in, in the day mm -hmm. because right now I am consumed by anxiety or I'm consumed by fear or sadness mm -hmm. or whatever emotion really sort of dominates. So, you know, can these co coexist together? Yeah, you know, they, they absolutely can. And I was actually surprised to learn that. So when I first started studying happiness, mm -hmm. you know that saying like you teach what you need to learn, right? So I thought, well, I want to be happy. I mean, we all want to be happy. So I might as well study it and figure it out. Yeah. And that's how my brain works. And so I really thought when I first started studying happiness that the goal was to figure out how to be happy all the time, to get rid of the more challenging emotions, get rid of anxiety, get rid of depressive feelings, get rid of sadness, and just be happy all the time. Like I really thought that was the goal. 
And, and I was actually truly surprised to learn that that's not the goal. Mm-hmm. And when we look at, at healthy psychological functioning, we need this spectrum of emotions. It's like the palette of the human experience and low moments, high moments, neutral moments, calm moments, excited moments, sad moments. That collectively is what, what makes a human experience. And that's in terms of healthy psychological functioning, like, like I'm a happiness doctor. I study happiness and I'm not happy all the time, nor would I suggest to anybody to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And I say this because I think it's so important for, I say it out loud for myself as a reminder and for everybody to hear, because sometimes I feel like if we're not feeling really high or happy, we feel like we're not enough or it's not good enough, or that emotion is wrong or bad. And that's absolutely not the case. And so the way I look at it and the way the research sort of suggests in terms of if we want to prioritize happiness, what happens is a lot of our happiness is actually a skill-based learned behavior. So just like if you want to go uh, to the gym and work out, over time you exercise your muscles and you get stronger. A lot of our happiness is the same way where it's a skill that you actually build over time. Mm-hmm. And as you build the skill, when we can touch on later how to do that, um, as you build that skill, what happens is your lows get higher and your highs get higher. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're getting rid of everything, but you just sort of have this uptrend where things are kind of all drifting in that direction. And when you're having moments of, of some of those more difficult feelings, and you've been practicing happiness, what happens is you don't marinate in those emotions for an extended period of time. We feel them, feel them fully, right? It's not about bottling it up or pushing it aside. It's about feeling them and then processing them and then continuing on. So I think now more than ever, because a lot of us are feeling all these strange emotions and things like that, which makes perfect sense. None of us have lived through a pandemic before. None of us have been told you need to stay in your home and you can't go anywhere. You can't go to work. You can't see your family. You can't do these things. So of course we have this unprecedented time with all these, this uncertainty and, and strange new things happening. And even amongst that though, we do still have an opportunity to start to, train our brain to cultivate more of that skill of happiness. And, and I don't say that in a way where it's like, put on your rose colored glasses and pretend like everything's okay. Absolutely. The Mm -hmm. fear and the anxiety, because it's real. I mean, those are are real uh, and obviously varying levels of that. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody's individual. They process their emotions differently. They, 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 um, you know, uh, either, uh, you know, let it go and escape, you know, in a certain way or suppress it or, or, or what have you. So it is, it is a real, um, you know, challenge for many people. And so we're not mm-hmm. saying, hey, this doesn't exist, ignore it, unless you say put the rose colored glasses on. But there is a way that we can navigate through it, um, you know, and past it in a way that can really help benefit us immensely, right? By, by helping us to understand that, um, you know, as you say, this is temporary. And I, and I always believe that all of life's challenges are temporary experiences, the good and the bad. And so mm-hmm. when we're in that lower cycle, we will get to the opposite end of that cycle. Um, and so, you know, the good is, is coming, right? And then when things are perfectly beautiful and life is amazing, then, you know, things will come in to challenge that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
constantly evolving and constantly processing and, um, you know, de- dealing with different emotions. But that is the human experience. We mm-hmm. are meant to have that vast range of emotion and we need to honor that. But I totally agree with you in that, you know, we don't want to stay there. You know, as you say, marinate, you don't want to marinate in that, in that moment. But, you know, I think it's, it's so important to know that um, feel those emotions but don't get trapped there for mm. for a long extended period of time because I think the the uh, ability to want to stay there can be very high. Yeah, and and sometimes I find that when we tend to stay in those emotions, the the switch goes from experiencing the emotion, like I'm feeling sad, to yeah. becoming the emotion. I am sad. And that's, that's a very important distinction because especially, you know, for example, I'm feeling, I'm feeling depressed today. I'm feeling anxious today, as opposed to, uh, you know, I am anxious or I am depressed. It's, it's a difference in terms of, are we experiencing the emotion or are we becoming it? And when we tend to marinate in emotions, it's a slippery slope into that. And what happens then is that we start to identify as that. And it becomes part of us as opposed to us experiencing something. And I think that's a really key distinction. And to pay attention to in our languaging when we're talking about these different emotions. And, you know, now, especially where we are having more FaceTimes and Zoom calls and things like that, because we can't physically connect with one another. Paying attention to the languaging we're using around describing what we're feeling is really important. The okay. self-talk that we have in our head and what we're saying out loud. Yeah, absolutely. And can you give us an example of what what somebody might be saying in this particular moment and how we can, you know, help change the language pattern to our mind? Yeah, for sure. So okay. I was um I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about what was going on in the world and, and she was saying, you know, I just I feel so depressed about everything that's going on right now. And I should, and then she, she said that and I said, yeah, you know, like I, I'm experiencing that too. I, I can feel like the weight of everything. And I think about other people and she's like, yeah, I'm just so depressed. I'm so depressed. And she said it like five or six times. Okay. And I said, well, are you depressed or are you feeling depressed? Because, and not to say that you can't, that like depression is not a thing. It absolutely is. But sometimes when we're in the moment or anxiety might be a good example, right? I'm feeling very anxious versus I'm an anxious person. And Sometimes even to sort of take it even one step further, a lot of the time, it's not even what we're saying out loud, but it's the self-talk that we have in our head when we're labeling things. And even to the point where, like, for example, I'll hear someone say, you know, happiness is a good emotion and anxiety is a bad emotion. Mm. And I really steer away from, and all the literature now is sort of uh, encouraging to get away from labeling emotions as bad or good. They're different. Some of them are challenging. Some of them are not. It's, it's one of those things where even just putting that label on an emotion, if you feel like, oh, anxiety is a bad emotion, it could be a trigger. It could be a, like a compass navigating you. There's a lot of different ways. So it's not inherently good or bad. They're all just different. And when we start to think about things that way, it, it shifts our experience. Even like, I'll give you an example. Um, I was listening to a podcast with this guy, Josh Waitzkin. You know, there's a movie called Searching for Bobby Fisher, and it's about this chess prodigy. Mm-hmm. And so this is the real life. Bobby Fisher was doing this interview, and he was talking about how he had a little boy, and every day they go outside and play. And he said, you know, every day we'd look outside, 
and we check the weather and then we dress accordingly. And he said, one of the things that I was very clear with my son was I, I don't look outside and if it's sunny, say, oh, it's a good day. And if it's raining, oh, it's a bad day. It's raining. He mm-hmm. said, they're just different days. Mm-hmm. If it's raining, we put on our rain boots and we get our umbrella. If it's sunny, we might go without our jacket, but the weather isn't good or bad. Mm-hmm. It, it is just different weather. And the same thing when we think about emotions with that same approach, it shifts our experience of what we're feeling because then we don't have that good or bad label, you know? Yeah, it's all, it really is all about uh, perception, right? What's yeah. good or bad these varies for, from person to person, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really great uh, bit, of, bit of advice. And also I think uh, in terms of the languaging, the language patterning um, that we have that, that, and that negative self-talk, um, you know, really key to tap into that, but also to watch out for, you know, maybe some of those absolutes, right? Yeah. That creates a little bit more of that cognitive portion yeah. and the mm-hmm. always, you know, I always, you know, get it wrong or nothing, nothing ever works out or this is never going to end. And I think a lot of people are thinking that right now, you know, in this, you know, in the midst of this global pandemic, this is never going to end. Well, we have to question that. Is that true? Mm-hmm. No, there will be an end. There's always an end to something, right? <laughs> yep. more <laughs> than expected, but we do have to look at, um, you know, what's true, what language we're using, uh, and how we can better, better help ourselves in the moment. Mm-hmm. If somebody is thinking that right now, this is never going to get better. Um, what can we say instead to help us? Mm-hmm. You know, this is, so my motto right now is one day at a time mm-hmm. because I've been noticing for myself, like I've been writing a lot of, of scripts for, for different news outlets and things like that right now. And, and a lot of them I'm writing more for myself than for anyone else, truly like because I'm feeling all of these things and I, I'm looking to the literature and I'm trying to figure out, okay, like what, how do I answer these questions? How do I cope? How do I and do that. And, and for me, I, I can easily get in this mental space where I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I start thinking about all the repercussions of what's going on and it can be very overwhelming. And then I have to keep reining myself back and being like, Jillian, one day at a time, like, yes, like not to be naive or to, to put blinders on and not acknowledge what's going on. At the same time, there's so much uncertainty that we really don't know what's going to happen a month from now or two weeks from now. So there's no, like to give my mental effort and energy to the unknown that I don't have enough data to even think about or realize what it is. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And we only, you know, we have a finite amount of energy in a day and more than ever, I'm really trying to, to take that energy and and keep it and not waste it on these like these going on these mental bike rides in my mind of all of the things that are going on right now and and the reason you know i just keep saying to myself one day at a time one day at a time because i'm like okay today what are the things that i need to do what was going on what am i feeling and not being like oh my friend's wedding's in two weeks is that gonna happen what am i gonna do what happens if like these things this is what our mind does and it's completely normal yeah And this is where we really have to become diligent about paying attention to our mind and becoming the director, not letting our mind run us. Mm -hmm. Having that discipline, mental discipline to be able to direct our thoughts and not have these spirals of anxiety or these thoughts because 
they're not serving us right now and we already have enough stress and worry that we don't need to keep creating more stories in our head right now. Yeah, totally agree with you. And that's an interesting, you know, way to look at it because it gives us um, some sort of control in a very uncontrolled environment. (laughs) Uh, right, mm-hmm. in, in that sense. So, um, you know, we're going to continue the conver- conversation. Uh, we're going to take a, a tiny break right here on Saga 960, back with the Mindset Mentor and Dr. Jillian Mandich which some, with some great tips on how to stay positive and cope uh, with fear and anxiety and, you know, ha- foster mental health during COVID-19, uh, which, of course, is something that it has created so much mass tension fear, anxiety, and there is a way that we can help help ourselves and help our loved ones to navigate it as best as possible in this moment. Um, you know, and, and again, to to rise above adversity. There there is um, always good to come from from our greatest challenges in life, and usually that takes a little bit of dissecting to understand what the lesson is and the learning. It takes some time, and we're not. You know, at that moment just yet, <laughs> there could be a, a quite quite a time span before we understand, you know, why this is all happening, um, you know, and, and find find the greater good. But let's stay as positive as we can in these, in these moments, but taking it one day at a time. So we're gonna be back after this break. Don't go anywhere. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. to the Mindset Mentor. I'm your host, Tanya Polar, and you're listening to Saga 960 AM. Today, I'm really excited to have my special guest joining me, Dr. Jillian Mandich, who is a, an amazing um, 
you know, health and wellness expert, really helping people to navigate some of the challenging moments in time to lead happier, more fulfilled lives. And I think at this time, uh, Dr. Mandich, we need the help immensely. It's it's such an unprecedented time, you know, in history in the, in the world. And so many of us are left with emotions that are unfamiliar. We don't know how to handle them. Um, and we could be, you know, maybe emitting those emotions in a negative way to those around us. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about that because, you know, how can we best handle our emotions in the middle of this, this pandemic where uncertainty is really a challenge? We don't know the what. And the problem is everyone thinks of the what ifs, the what ifs. Mm -hmm. Just before we took a break, you had mentioned that it's so important to, uh, you know, take it day by day. And maybe even, you know, hour by hour, mm -hmm. minute by minute, you know, that can be helpful to someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I often, sometimes, I love that you said that, like, you know, sometimes even day by day feels daunting. It's kind of like when you go through a breakup and you're like, how, like, in that immediate, what am I going to do? And then it's like, I can't even go day by day. It's like hour by hour. And then yeah. slowly over time, mm -hmm. things start to shift. And it, it's the same thing right now. And, and like you were saying, like with other people, I think this is another major thing that I'm hearing a lot of from people is because we are now in physical isolation, if we are with a partner or loved ones or our children or maybe in-laws or our parents, whoever we're sort of quarantining with right now, if you are quarantining with someone, everybody's going through a lot right now. And then when you put everybody in the same small space, can find them there, you can't go anywhere. It, it's almost like a, this boiling pot that is like, it feels like it's going to explode sometimes. And so part of all of this is recognizing that, you know, we don't live in bubbles and our emotions and how we show up affect other people and then other people with us as well. And part of our work right now is to try to figure out what's ours and what's not. Mm. Because everybody is processing things in a different way. Everybody has different levels of emotional intelligence. Everybody has different experiences. Everybody processes their emotions in their unique and different ways. And so part of the practice right now, I really think is having compassion for ourselves and for other people, mm. not taking things personally when a lot of times, you know, especially they're not about them. Yeah. Maybe your partner's feeling really stressed and they, they're sort of short and snippy with you and you think it's something you did, but really they're just feeling really overwhelmed. Yeah. And so a lot of right now is that, right? Financial stress. I mean, and these mm -hmm. are real concerns, right? And yeah. they create and present real challenges. So I do think mm -hmm. it's important to, to maintain that sense of compassion. Yeah. And sometimes I think we don't even realize it. Like you, like, you know, I might be short with my boyfriend and he didn't even do anything, but I, I was anxious or afraid, but I didn't even realize it. And then as we start to check in with our, with our actions and our behaviors, we're like, oh, wow, I guess something's going on here. Cause that's not a normal reaction for me. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's kind of, it's a really interesting time of, of self-discovery and of getting in touch with some of these experiences and emotions that we might not have at the forefront all the time in our life. And when you start to get down to, like you said, things like financial pressures, if we're worried about our job, these sort of things, like it adds this whole element to it of, of survival and, and fear. And that is a real thing that many, many, many Canadians are experiencing right now. 
And I think to, to your point, uh, you had mentioned earlier again about how, you know, stay in this moment, right? Because if we look at, you know, the range, well, well how long is this going to last? We don't know. There's an uncertainty. And so then it's like, wow, well, can I afford to pay the bills, you know, for X amount of months or, you know, however long this is going to last. So, but if we mm -hmm. just look at, all right, well, right now, are we safe? Um, do we have a roof over our heads? Do we have food? Right. I think is, is we have to look at those, at those, uh, you know, key, um, safety uh, factors and say, okay, so check, I've got that. I have this. And so now I can just breathe, take a moment to recognize that those are amazing things. Uh, and then we have to look at, okay, what, what the reality is as opposed to the what ifs. So what ifs are going to get us into a lot of trouble um, with our mindset uh, that can overwhelm us. And so to, take a, to be able to take a pause from that uh, thinking, I think, is really, really important. And, you know, you were talking about how we can develop um, you know, the habit of, of happiness, right? Choosing to be happy, to develop that. And, you know, that's like, you know, everything with the mindset, right? Your mindset is a muscle that needs to be strengthened and conditioned. And I think at this time, you know, it's so important to work on the mindset, to work on that and to, to make choices in our, in our day that can really um, help us. And so when we are in a confined space, um, you know, quarantining with other people, yeah, that's, that's probably going to cause a lot of, um, you know, emotional triggers. Um, mm -hmm. And like, oh, I need my own space. I wish I had my own space. I just, I need some quiet or, you know, I want to watch something different or I want quiet and I want to read. I want to, you know, focus and I want to work from home. And there's so many external distractions that may, you know, negate your intentions. Um, and then there's the opposite of that where people, um, who are by themselves, you know, so I also want to talk about that because I feel mm -hmm. that so many people, um, are struggling with, with it from either, either side, again, whether they're alone or together, mm -hmm. um, but for, for those who, who can feel that, that, um, the isolation is too intense for them, what can they do to, to help themselves not feel alone, even though they are physically alone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is this is a real thing. And loneliness mm. actually can have a detrimental effect on our physical health. Uh, so much so that the the sort of equivalent on our body can be like smoking or living with obesity. Like there's a significant effect of loneliness long term. Yeah. Um, when you look at the research in terms of that, that being said, there are things that we can do because even if we are physically alone, we don't need necessarily to feel lonely. We can reach out and connect because we don't have to physically be close to feel close. Mm -hmm. And that's the really important distinction to make because on the other side of that, let me look at research coming out of Harvard. They found the number one predictor of both our long-term health and our happiness is social connection. Mm -hmm. So above how much money we make, above our gender, above our job, above how much money's in our bank, above all of these things, the number one thing is having at least one or two people in your life that are close friends, that you can go and confide in and they can confide in you. And there's other research that shows that having a few of those close connections, when you're going through something very difficult, like a divorce or a job loss or a, living through a trauma like we are right now, 
having those relationships acts like a buffer. So you're more resilient. You come out the better at the other side of it much better. And the effects as you're going through it, both on a physical and a mental level, aren't as severe. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we can all do. We so can that, all... What, okay, so what can we do then? So if we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, we know the importance of social connection. Mm-hmm. You know, how yeah. can we stay connected? So we have to get creative. And what that means is whether it's having uh, a FaceTime breakfast with your friend or having coffee and having a Zoom or, you know, I have a girlfriend that lives in Vancouver and her and I will go for a walk and I'll, I'll call my friend and she'll call me and, and we'll go for a walk and talk together, even though we're across the country. So we, we can find other ways Mm -hmm. to connect with people it's not easy. It requires effort, but that's the same as, as happiness. Happiness doesn't just happen to us. Yeah. It's something that we have to practice and we have to work at. Mm-hmm. And so right now, more than ever, what we need to do, it's absolutely essential, is to prioritize the time to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And that might feel weird and it might be uncomfortable and Okay, so feel weird and feel uncomfortable. And now more than ever for our health, physical health and mental health, we need to be connecting with one another. Mm-hmm. And it can be anything from even um, maybe you're in a Facebook group with a whole bunch of moms and you're venting about what it's like to have your kids home 24-7, right? It could be that. And it doesn't have to be like an hour-long heart-to-heart conversation. Mm-hmm. Anything so that we can feel connected to each other. Maybe it's a family group text that you have and what that. Uh, it doesn't have to be face-to-face, face-to-face is great, but it's just that feeling of being connected to other people and we have to create it. Another thing that we can do is, because we have kind of those friends that, you know, most of us, um, you know, you'd check in with or you'd talk to, but there's also a lot of people in our life that might not reach out yeah. and we can reach out to them. And mm-hmm. I think this is something we think about, you were talking earlier about how much is going on that we don't have control over. This is something we can do. Maybe it's once a day. Maybe it's every week. We think of a friend that we haven't talked to or someone that we do know is quarantining alone or maybe a grandparent and reach out, pick up the phone, call them, send a message to invite them to join you for um, movie night, you know, where you watch a movie together, but all over the phone or there's all sorts of different cool, creative things that we can do. And so instead of looking at the situation like, oh, you know, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do that. When we flip, like you talked about, our mindset earlier into this place of opportunity to get creative, it can actually become kind of fun in a way to do. I downloaded, um, I gotta check what it's called, this app called House Party. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. My sister's using it for work. (laughs) Yeah. They're on this, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was cool. So you could like play Pictionary. So your friends go on the app too, and then you see the thing and then you draw it, but then they see what you're drawing on their screen. So there's all these cool things coming out right now that we can do different things. Yeah. A friend of mine had joined a, you know, world Scrabble kind of thing, right? So you're playing Scrabble with people across the world, right? Um, I I play Boggle like that. You remember (laughs) Boggle? Yeah. Oh my God, funny. I love it. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is an opportunity to get creative. Um, you know, uh, I know for, for myself this, this weekend for Easter, I'm going to get together with family virtually. We're all going to create our own meal and sit down at the table and have dinner <laughs> apart. Cool. 
right? But together. Yep. So, and I yep. think, you know, even though we are, um, you know, considered to be distancing ourselves, right? Um, you know, I think that even though we're physically apart, this is a time where many of us are closer than ever. And it, it's such a, a wonderful lesson for all of us, I think. And, and you know, what can we do? And I love your advice about, you know, reaching out to people. So mm -hmm. if you've been thinking about somebody, pick up the mm -hmm. phone, contact them, send them a message, uh, you know, send them an invite to Zoom or to the house party or something so that, you know, because I think if you're thinking about them, there's a reason, you know, and so, so reach out and let go of the ego and the, well, they should be contacting me first. You know, at this time, I think it's so important to, to really value, um, you know, ourselves and other people, you know, that importance of self value is very key. Um, so the other day, and I, I'm, I'm by myself at home. So I'm not quarantining with everybody. It's just, it's me, it's me, myself and I, right? But I'm having great days. I start, I usually start my morning at the, at the cafe, which is my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my barista, she's pretty friendly, you know, most of the time. <laughs> she might be a little bit slow making my coffee, but she's great. Uh, no, it's funny because it's like, I'm trying to create a little, you know, environment that's fun, that's different. Um, and to, uh, just also do things that, you know, I'm honoring myself that I don't need to have other people to, to be there. For example, a couple of days ago, it was my birthday. And so right. I had a little cake, you know, and I sat at the table, I had a candle, I put some, um, uh, happy birthday music on, right? I had like yep. uh, Louis Armstrong and Beyonce were singing me happy birthday. You know, I was singing happy birthday and I blew out the candle, you know, and I had a little birthday party by myself. It was a birthday party of one, but I had a really great experience and it was fun. Uh, and so I didn't have that moment of like, oh, my birthday was terrible because I was alone. You know, I made it a great birthday despite being alone, right? So mm -hmm. we do have to find that creativity, which we all have, everybody has creativity within them. So yeah, let's look for things that we can do or to uplift somebody else's day. And I think that's a really key thing um, at this time as well, that we can feel so much better when we can help somebody, when we can uplift them, whether it's, you know, helping with their groceries, you know, doing some shopping for them, um, if they're, you know, not able, or anything like my, my niece, one of my nieces had, did, uh, it was one of her friend's birthday and she did a chalk drawing on, on his driveway. And I thought, well, that's really, isn't that, that's sweet. And just, even though you can't see that person and be physically around, you can still find ways to, to, um, really make your presence known and your love for mm -hmm. someone. I love that. And like your birthday, that's so beautiful. And you know, like, the thing is, if we're totally real, you had to choose that and you had to work. It's not like you just rolled over on your birthday and everything was wonderful. And I think that's an important piece right now to remember is that it requires effort mm -hmm. and we, ha we have to choose to participate in that. Mm -hmm. And we have a choice every day of how we want to participate in our life. And we do. And if we don't choose, then we're, then we're choosing not to participate and to be a passive consumer of our life. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that there's some days where you're feeling really down and low and you want to wear your, your sweatpants and eat ice yeah. cream and thing and cool. And then there's other days where you want to choose to have a good birthday. And so you made it happen. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I think sometimes, especially when we're 
we look on social media and say you posted a photo of you with your cake, right? And everyone's like, oh, look, she's having a wonderful birthday by yourself. But you don't see the backstory, right? You don't see all of the things that go into that exact moment. Mm-hmm. And we can, it's a natural tendency to compare people's highlight reel to the yeah. backstory of our life. Mm-hmm. And I think we, this is another piece where we have to keep reminding ourselves that we're just seeing snippets of what people are choosing. Yeah. And, and we're all choosing. And yeah. we all have a choice. Yeah, we judge ourselves. It's like, oh, well, yeah. they're, they're happier. They're more successful. They're this. Mm-hmm. They're but you're right. We don't see the backstory. Uh, and so I think we, we have an expectation that we need to, yeah. you know, increase our level of um, um, productivity, you know, so to mm-hmm. speak. Well, actually, I want to talk about that because a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's this, there's um, a split, a little bit of a divide. Yeah. Should I be productive or should I not? Am I going to binge watch all day long? Um, and do I give myself that permission to just sort of relax or um, should I be productive? And do I have to paint the house? And do I have to organize every room? And do I have to clean up the storage um, because I have time on my hands now? Mm-hmm. Let's talk, talk about that a little. I, I love that you brought this up because um, there seems to be two camps, right? There's the one camp where I read, I read it, I think it was like a tweet on Twitter or a post on, a post on Facebook or something. It said, yeah. it said like, if you don't come out of this quarantine speaking a new language or learning a new skill or something, then you've wasted your time. Ooh. And I read that and I was like, huh, I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that because yeah. there's no shoulds. There's no, this is an unprecedented time. There is no best or worst way to get through this. Just like how we talked about, there's no necessarily good or bad weather days. They're different. All of us are going to go through this in different ways. What we do know when we look in terms of the research of happiness, one of the factors that does contribute to happiness is having purpose or meaning in our life. Mm -hmm. And so potentially if, um, if someone say, for example, has been laid off, and their work was a big part of their purpose or meaning, that could be missing. And maybe they find that by learning a new language or picking up woodworking, or I'm actually going to try to teach myself how to knit this weekend. Wow. Uh, So maybe we're creating that purpose or that meaning or that in those ways, but it doesn't mean that we have to. It could be our purpose right now could be existing and taking care of ourselves and going for a walk every day. So it'll be different for different people. But I think number one, there was already so much stress and pressure going on that adding to that, these like shoulds, I'm doing like air quotes with my fingers, right? These shoulds that we need to be doing or this idea that we have to be productive right now. I think that needs to just like go right out the window Mm -hmm. because that is setting ourselves up potentially for failure or, or for feeling like we're not good enough or that we didn't do enough. And we don't need to add to that pile right now. Um, if doing things is bringing you joy and it's giving you something to look forward to when you get out of bed in the morning, then awesome. And if, if it's not like we don't need to feel the pressure to be doing those things. And, and this is again, when we looked at, we talked earlier about looking to social media and all these things and we see these people that have cleaned out their garage and they've reorganized their bookshelf by color or whatever. Right. <laughs> and we're like, mine's a mess. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's really key to to do what makes you happy. Find the happiness mm-hmm. in the moment. 
So if that means that you are going to stay in your jammies all day long and you don't want to think about, you know, putting makeup on, then great, do that. Mm -hmm. um, and if you wake up and you, and, you know, having a shower and getting dressed and putting makeup on makes you feel good, then do mm -hmm. that. You know, I like, mm -hmm. I personally love makeup. So I enjoy putting makeup on. Yeah, I don't put it on every day, that's for sure. Um, but I do enjoy makeup. So it makes me feel better, right? And yeah. there's days that I just want to like be comfortable and cozy and I don't want to get dressed. And I've got my sweats on and that's great because it's like whatever I feel like in that moment, I think mm -hmm. it's important to, to take away that stress of having to do because we live in a world where we are so focused on doing, having, yes. being. And so we get overwhelmed by that. And in a time like this, we still think that we need to catch up. And then you have people that are like, well, they've got so much time on their hands and they should be doing more. Well, no, where again, there's that should, that should take that word out of the vocabulary, right? And it's more like, I could be doing this if I choose to do this, right? If this makes me happy. Exactly. And, you know, like we, we live in a culture where busy is glorified. Yeah. And, and now more than ever, I don't know about you, but for myself, it's been this wake up call of, hold on a second. My entire schedule has been cleared. I have no more meetings to attend, like physically, all of these like things that I thought my schedule was so full immediately just wiped right out. And it, if you would ask me a month ago, we're so important and I needed to rush to do all these things. It's really making me question a lot of those things. And I know it is for a lot of people because now all those things are gone and guess what? Life still goes on. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really sharpening the focus on our life and starting to help us realize what, what truly is important and what are those things and what are those other things that are busy work that we're doing or things that we're doing because of obligation or out of guilt for not doing them. And that's, that's a really powerful practice to start examining in our own lives. What are those things that have gone that we don't miss or that we're happy that they're not happening? Because these are kind of light bulb moments, a little thing for us to think about when we think about our life moving forward after quarantine. Yeah, and 100%. This is definitely, uh, you know, a great time of self-reflection that we've been forced into, um, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? And a time that you know, otherwise we may not have even considered, you know, thinking about uh, what is important to us. So, you know, again, that's a choice where we now can dissect that and look for the good. And, you know, yeah. forward now we can take the parts that we want, right, that we do find value in, that really take mm -hmm. matter to us, and maybe eliminate you know, or get rid of some of the ones that are, are not serving us, that we just sort of fell into a habit and a pattern and tolerated for, for a long period of time. Um, so we don't, we don't have too much time left. So I really want to talk about uh, some tools that people can take mm. to, to help with their mental health, you know, coping with, with this, this mm. crazy time, you know, again, huge fear, huge anxiety. And so what tools can we do maybe on a daily basis that can guide us? Yes, absolutely. So I think it's really important, like we talked about earlier, this control. What are the things today that I can control? And so some of those things that we've, we've touched on a couple, right, where we're, we're taking time for ourselves and we're prioritizing that. Another thing is it's really important when it's safe to get outside every day, mm -hmm. go for a walk, um, get outside, get some fresh air, moving our bodies, because when we stay home, we're used to, we're active creatures. Movement is an important piece of being human. Mm 
-hmm. And that trying to find ways to still move our bodies is really important for both our physical health and our mental health, obviously doing it when it's safe to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is I think we really have to be mindful of our environment and restricting the news that we're watching. Yes. Um, this is something where I, I know for myself, I really had to put some tight boundaries on the news because it, I mean, there's research that shows watching even two or three minutes of, of upsetting news or news that you find anxiety causing in the morning can mm-hmm. affect your mood for up to 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. So it isn't just an in the moment thing. There really is a residue of it and it, it's yeah. often not a good residue. And also- so what I, reading it uh, or listening to the news at night that's playing in your mind all night Uh Mm -hmm. yes what i what i recommend is choosing two times one or two times in the day to check in with the news because it's still important to stay informed and to know what's going on but beyond those key pieces of information we really don't need more than that right now Mm -hmm. so pick one or two times not before bedtime to your point absolutely if if it's going to happen at bedtime you'll find out in the morning you don't need to let it take away your sleep and Beyond that, also making sure that those, so two or one or two times a day and two or three sources, that's it. And those sources need to be credible. So whether that's getting it from your local public health unit, the government of Canada, the World Health Organization, that's it. Really making sure more than ever, it's important that we aren't getting secondhand information or reading sort of personal opinions, that sort of thing. We need to go to the experts, to the credible sources, and that's it. So that is something we can really all do. And, and if you're listening right now, it's, it's do a test for yourself. Check in with how you feel. Turn on the news or however you're going to get your news and start to pay attention to your breathing as the news continues. And as soon as you start to feel that anxiety, your breath getting short, your chest feeling tight, it's time to turn it off. That's it. Like that's a really big, big piece right now. Um, the other thing is I think more than ever, we need to look for the heroes in what's going on because there's so much negative, scary, frightening things going on. And our brain, we're actually born with this innate thing called the negativity bias in our brain where our brain was trained and it evolved this way out of survival when we used to always have to look for predators and things on the hunt because we could have died. Nowadays in our society, that's not the case, but our brain still does that. It's like if you receive 10 compliments today, one person says one bad thing about you, what's the thing you're thinking about when you put your head on the pillow at night? Totally. Mm -hmm. Right? So this is the thing. It's called a negativity bias. And we actually have to work to rewire our brain to think differently. And now is a great opportunity to do that because you turn on the news and say, for example, they're showing clips in the hospital and they're going through all the death rates or how many new infections. At the same time, on that exact same news clip, you see frontline workers, doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals working tirelessly, putting themselves potentially at risk to save lives. Exact same news story, two different perspectives of what you're looking at. So really trying to turn our focus to looking towards the good right now more than ever is a powerful practice. And the good part is over time, it actually gets easier. It's like gratitude. Over time, it becomes easier and you'll start to even notice in your everyday language, you're talking about what you're grateful for right now by choosing to focus on the good, looking for the heroes, looking for those positive things, looking for the people that are helping people that can't go shopping, go shopping, looking for those, those warm, heartfelt moments. I think more than ever, we need 
to keep reminding yourself and looking for those things, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's so important to harvest the good because, you know, the good and the bad are always there. They exist simultaneously. So again, mm-hmm. if we're, we focus, you know, we'll find that. So re- really important. And is there one last tip that you'd like to give everyone? Yeah, you know, I think I'm looking for or creating what I call anchors of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So everything is so upside down right now and, and our world is so different. So finding certain routines or rituals that we used to do that we can still do kind of gives us that feeling of of familiarity. And right now that's a really good thing for us to create. So say, for example, you always wash your sheets on Sunday and now you're at home and you could wash them on a Wednesday morning if you want, but you always used to do laundry on Sunday, keep doing it on Sunday. Or if you always used to have a big family dinner, then still have that dinner, but maybe it's virtual, like how you were saying with your family, like looking for those things that we used to do that we still can do. Maybe it's a certain dish you like to make or things like that, it's, it's more important than ever to still try to create some structure, some routine and find those little glimmers of, of our old life now, because that it just, it gives you comfort and security. And we all need, those are the basic things we need, right? We need safety, we need shelter, we need security. And those can help to create some of those feelings, which is really important in terms of the hierarchy of our needs, um, trying to address some of that. Oh, I love that. And, and that could be as simple as, you know, having a shower at the same time, yes. day, right? Or just yeah. a shower, period, full stop, <laughs> right? I think yeah. we can easily be derailed from our routine and that, that big time, right, of, of our day. So excellent advice. And uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. I wish we had more time, but uh, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us and, you know, helping the listeners to navigate uh, an extremely challenging time that we are all unfamiliar with and you know the tools and, and tips that you've provided I think can be so helpful and, and I want to thank you for being here taking the time to join me via zoom we are social distancing but thank you for making an impact thank you thank you so much for having me thank you for having these conversations because you know it really the questions are where the magic comes out of. So um, I thank you for having me and for the work that you do on your show because it really, it touches so many lives, myself included. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And I'd love to do this again with you. So uh, again, yes, please. safe, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure chatting with you and I look forward to it. So stay safe, be well, and stay positive and happy. All right, that's uh, the wrap for the Mindset Mentor here on Saga 960. Make sure you tune in next Saturday at 11 a.m. And until then, you know, work on your mindset. Choose to be happy. Find the happiness in your day to help us navigate this challenging time. Stay healthy and safe, my friends. Uh, And we'll see you next Saturday. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.